and welcome to the Knock On KCLR and Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. Joined this week by James Blanchfield and Tom Crotty. Lads, how's it going? Hi, Stephen. Good, Stephen. Uh, we've no Johnny Tobin yet. Well, uh, he might pop up at some stage. But, uh, lads, we'll start with the local stuff. There's plenty of stuff happening in the World Rugby this week and happened last week as well. Uh, but we'll start with, it was a clean sweep for the three local teams. Three losses. Uh Kilkenny, Starbuck, Kilkenny losing the Setonians. Um, what happened, James? Um, what happened? I wasn't there, but all, all everything I'm hearing kind of suggests that we just gave them too much of a head start. Um, 35 minutes played, or five minutes played, we were 7 nil down. 35 minutes played, we were 7 nil down. Half time, we were 28 nil down. Um, and we gave ourselves too much work in the second half to come back from. Um, albeit we were playing against a serious breeze in the first half as we started to get on top and get a little bit of parity at the end of the first half intercept try length the pitch in the went and next thing we just took a we lost focus and conceded another two tries um, we came out in the second half uh, Doc scored Jake scored Roy Stanley scored we left ourselves with every opportunity to get a draw or even even to get a four try bonus point, but from where we were at half time to where we were at the end of the game, to actually come away with a losing bonus point was was massive for us. Ten players missing through injury still managed to put out a very very strong side that competed with Setonians. So um, disappointed to lose. It's a point on the board, and uh, as the fella says we'll just go again. Yeah, absolutely. And you have a Christmas break now as well, but you have a, possibly a bit of catching up fixtures to do, James, as well. But you ha- you'll have a bit of a rest in between and hopefully get the lads back and, and fitter, if that makes sense. Mm. The Bective game is meant to be played this weekend. Remains to be seen, even still, if it's going to be played. Um, given where we're at, like we want to play it, but given where we're at with injuries, I don't think it's going to be possible. And then Ashburn is at home on the 2nd of January. So hopefully by then the lads are all well, the lion's share of them are, are, are recovered. There's still a few of the guys who had COVID are still panting. They still can't play. They're just out of breath after five minutes. So they're not back yet. There's two or three guys there as well. So um, a lot of catching up to do. Um, and then like, then we're into cup. So we need, we, we need full squad depth back as quickly as we can. Yeah, that's that's understandable as well. And the second, um, but, seconds went down as well. But, you know, yeah. again, that was a big... Big feat for not a big feat, but it was another. It was good for us to be missing ten players off the first team. Some of them came up from the seconds and still to feel the seconds team was brilliant. Away, which has been an issue for us, is getting seconds players to go to Dublin all season. But it's great to get them up there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the break couldn't come quick enough, I suppose. No. In in ways. That's it. That's it. But the nature, the nature of an A team league, and I say it the whole time is, is. You win one week, you're up in the top half, you lose in the following week, and you're in relegation, you know, so you have to stay winning your games. You probably see it as well, Tom. The competition in, in, in an A-team league, it's, it's nuts. Like, I mean, there's panic stations now going around the club. What do we do? What do we do? Jeez, if we lose one more game, we could be relegated. Ashburn are on a comeback, you know, which they are. So you just have to, you have to stay winning your games. Absolutely. Um. Tullo beaten by Wicklow uh, in their game. Uh, Johnny's not here to discuss that, I suppose, but disappointing. They were expecting a fair bit of a battle against Wicklow coming up anyway. Um, 
but uh, going down to them as well. Tom, you played uh, Mullingar. Talk us through that game. Uh. <laughs> well, <laughs> what went right? What do I? What do I say after being kind of uh, positive last week and kind of going about just the little errors and little details and uh, well, this is more than details. Uh, it was woeful performance. Look, I, I, I can't. Do you know what? I, uh, it was after going. It was going over because after each game, I, I go over to the huddle to the players and um, you know whether it's good or bad. We always the they have the chat, whatever. But it was a real sign of. It's a long time since I saw actually hurting people's eyes. You could see it in the players, their whole demeanor after the game. It was um, kind of a, a horrible little circle to be in because he knew they knew, um, you know, that uh, it shouldn't have happened and it did. And there was a real, real deep hurt. Which is, look, I, I, that's a good thing in some ways because I mean, if it depends, well, it depends how we bounce back now the next day and how they how they rally around because. If it meant that much to them, you know, after the game, like there was no, you could, there wasn't a smile, anything. There was just nothing. You could just feel it was, it was like, <laughs> it was like going to a funeral. But we started off the game, uh, nothing particular. Then, like we were against, sorry, against, there was a really, really strong wind uh, kind of coming not really against it, but kind of coming down the pitch, slightly across and coming down, so down to kind of the one, the, the corner, um, this dressing room corner. Um, they kind of pinned us back. We get a penalty, a few couple of penalties. Um, they attack, hit up, hit up, hit up, hit up. And it just got one break on the first try. And, you know, just a simple mistake, bang, they were in. Now, take it as a normal situation with Carlo, the way we start, seven points, wouldn't be worried. Then we kicked off. They kicked it. We ended up kicked back down into the corner again. Uh, penalty, penalty, penalty. Um, re- warning from the ref, kind of, you know, what's happening. Uh, my own young fella, 10, put in a tackle, tried to roll away as much as he could. He was looking at the video, did everything possible with the ref was just. And just one of those moods, he was taking nothing. Yellow card, off you go. Good luck. Um, I think it was a bit unfortunate. Well, it was unfortunate for him, but just on another day, a ref, I don't know whether they would have penalized, given you know, because he did it was it was a fair attempt to roll away when you look at it on the video, and it wasn't the ball wasn't interfered with, but it was just there, and he just seemed to be pissed off because of the few penalties and yeah. I think someone might have said something from the sideline just I don't I don't know it just so all of a sudden anyway true? he was he, he was gone he, no it wasn't me he was gone yellow card um bang 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 all of a sudden you're down 14 points on a normal day would you be madly worried with the wind of 14 points not really because it was a strong wind you kind of say fine uh we've got up the other end of the field we had I'd say 10 minutes Solid on their line between malls, uh, malls just just not being accurate enough, um, poor decision making on direction of play. Which you know we we work one side, then the ball was thrown ridiculously to the other sides. Um, then it, it was a 
we got held up over the line. Of course, they kicked it out again. <laughs> the wind was great. We tried to get back up. We played the whole the whole last ten minutes of the game of the first half in in there. Then turned around in the second half, kicked one or two balls, one ball down the corner. Lovely. We got down there. Then ended up back up the other end of the field on our own on our own twenty two again. And that's the way it was. And you can go, everyone, you can talk about statistics and games and lineouts and tackles and blah, blah, blah. But a simple fact is they scored two tries within 15 minutes of the game and then defended 14 points for 65 minutes of the game with the wind, which I, I actually wondered where we were playing because I thought we played against the wind in both halves, which. <laughs> because <laughs> and the, lads, the lads will know it themselves because if I was I mean talking to one of the lads I'm on the on my own generation, I don't know what it's like now as a forward, but if I had to stick my head out of every scrum, every line, every mall, every get up out of off the ground and find that the ball is still in my twenty-two or in my half with the wind behind me, um uh, I I someone would throw a box. <laughs> So, <laughs> no offense to the lads. Like, I, yeah. as I say, like we can't. Like, I'm, it's not about details. You just had a bad day at the office. But by Jesus, when it went wrong, it went wrong. So, look, it's up to them. They have, they haven't changed from being a good side, and they haven't changed from having quality players. But just they have. It's how they regroup. You know, like it says, like the Kenny's exact same position. You now have New yeah. Year. I mean, you could we could go from being. We're out. Basically, the chances of getting straight uh, promotion is gone, but we can get into into two. It takes a lot of effort and a hell of a lot of of, of effort from the lads and and a, a bit of luck and a bit of you know. But you make your own luck. I tell you how bad it was that we got we the conversion for the for the try we actually got, which we really didn't really probably deserve because we hadn't played. Uh, hit the post and came back off, so we lost our boat, didn't get the bonus, the the losing bonus point. So that just summed the day off. Yeah, yeah not. But then, no look. We'll put away with the first because the lads know themselves at this stage. It's not just and 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 in fairness, they have been training hard. They've been working really, really hard. So I, it's just they just had a really bad day. But previously, it was up watching. We watched the seconds game, and I watched one of the best games of rugby I've seen in a long time. Um. They were absolutely on the on the money. Their passing, the way they played, their the speed of rook compared to the fourth. It was just ball went to ground, whipped away, uh, ha- handling, drawing players, ball out the back, kicking down the field. When we, we they were, I know it's the opposite pitch. If you know Carlo, the top pitch is from left to right on the top. Mm. So the wind was coming over the wall on the right and goes straight down pitches it always does. It's never any other way when it's a gale force wind. So in the first half you play really against straight against a strong wind and then second half you you'll have it in your back. But the way they played with the wind, um like they had a fantastic win, like fifty three five. Uh Mullingar were in second place and they were strong enough set. We played them the last day up there and there wasn't a whole lot between the two teams. Um I have to give a mention Alan Owens, a young old half. Jesus had a cracking game, absolutely cracking game. Uh, Evan Gordon, who had come down after first, you know, really turned around, had a, had a storming game. Um, John Lyons, another another player who had been in a, in a 
on the first for the last while as well had, had come back down. Uh, John had uh, helped steady the ship and and his experience and the way they played. Um, young back uh, back row of Jack Hickey, Steve Tracy, and Scott Neal, fantastic. You know, just so many so many young players there uh, that just just really really I tell you just put a smile put a smile in everybody's face. I watched the two videos for my sins. I came got the videos after. Uh, the edited but slightly edited versions and watch both games again and this to see the seconds play i have to say that's up jesus it was, it was uh, a great game and it just shows the strength there is strength in depth there mm. there's a there's a lot of players there there's some players on the first probably played themselves off the team and there's some players in the seconds have played themselves up onto the team you know or there thereabouts the panel is strong that's so, a good complaint please yep. but just like yourself saying like you, you tend to be able to field isn't it, isn't it a good thing, James, to be able to feel ten, like to be able to say, right? We feel the seconds and the first traveled to Dublin and uh, and had ten and ten ten injuries, mm, like ten yeah, players not yeah. available. Yeah, do you know yeah. we still have one or two, but not a whole lot. But it, yeah. it's just to be able to. And in fairness, um, I know I was just talking to uh, the Tullow president, and he said they should have beaten Wicklow. Like I saw mm. at half time, which was really really getting kind of. Just after half time, I looked. Tuller were still beating Wicklow, and we were losing fourteen. So the old, uh, the old uh, stress levels were a bit, um, uh, a bit high on on sun on Sunday. But look, I, I just I think they were a bit unfortunate, and but they fielded the seconds as well. Like Tuller fielded their seconds, so and that's a great thing to have. So in fairness, well done, to, well done to them, you know. And I, I I'd say it was a ding dong game because, like. From anyone I said, anyone I heard, it was definitely Tullo's best performance of the year. You know, the players that they had and lads, lads just lads filled in and came up. So, like, well done to them too. For them to lose the last kick of the game, last strike is cruel, like, you know. It's absolutely <laughs> oh, cruel. Yeah. But funny one there when you mentioned when you take your head up out of a scrum and you see that you're still inside your own 22, a certain second row that used to play for ye, who's from Kenny. Um, I remember, I remember coming up out of a scrum with him once, and we were in the same situation. And he looked at her out half, and he says, "If you don't kick that effing ball down the far end of the pitch, it's that is what you're going to get." <laughs> so, you know, you know who I'm talking about, and you I know do, yeah. former man who it is. So yeah. when he says yeah. that, you take him seriously. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, just to add, congratulations to our women. They're top of the league at the moment. Um, had a big Great win. Well, they're joint top of the league, but Navin had a big win over. Um, Tala on Sunday, 25 points to five. So it's a two-horse race in that league now. It's down to our having a big win. Oh. Fair play to Paddy and the, and the crew. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations. And uh, keep her lit, as they say. That's um, it. That's it. We're going to wrap up the local stuff there and move Actually, on. More oh, things, yeah, go ahead. Best of luck to our under-13s, 14s and 16s who are all in the Southeast finals this Saturday. Um, what is it? The sixteens are in Tullow at two o'clock. The fourteens are in Enniscorthy. I think, no, sorry. The 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 fourteen. The thirteens are in Carlow at two. The um, thirteens are no. Your thirteens are in Carlow. That's uh, right. Are you in the cup final or the shield in that? The cup final. You're at three o'clock in Carlow on the thirteenth. Exactly. I was told too. Jeez, I must change. No, that. it's three three o'clock because uh, I have to <laughs> present. I have to, I have to present the cup and that. So hopefully, I'll, 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 I'll give you the times here now, just not just so everybody knows. I know. I know you're busy. Uh, under thirteens in Carlow against Wexford at three. 
under 14s against Arklow and Enniscorthy at 1 and the under 16s against Wicklow in Tullow at 12. And also well done to our past player, Willie Wright, who has picked up the New Zealand Heartland Player of the Year. So pretty much is the, uh, is, the, is the best junior player in New Zealand of the year. Very Excellent. good. Well done to I, I, I better if I'm running about southeast, I better wish our own under 18s are in the semi final in Carlo against Enniscorthy at 12 o'clock on Saturday. Very good, excellent stuff, lads. Um, uh, we're recording this on a Thursday, um, so we're going to speak about the Leinster team that was named for Montpellier in the Heineken Champions Cup. Well, a lot of it is up in the air, there's co- a lot of COVID in a lot of the clubs so we'll focus on our own province i suppose and uh, chat about munster as well uh well leinster named their team for montpellier today it's weakened significantly through covid uh they've been getting tested and pcr tested all week so they've been losing lads as they go as well there's five european debuts but have you seen the team yet lads it's fairly it's still it's, strong though it it, it is it is an it, it, so, yeah I, strongish I like they haven't, it, 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 like it's a fully capped pack. Like I mean, Keen Healy, Ronan Keller, Andrew Porter, Ryan Baird, James Ryan, Max Deegan, Dan Levy, and Jack Conan. That's an incredible pack on its own. Like you know, yeah, that's going to start. get you ball. So yeah, yeah. and like they're dynamic. Gibson Park, Ross Byrne, James Lowe, Kieran Frawley, Jamie Osborne, Adam Byrne, and Jimmy O'Brien. I think from probably thir- yeah from twelve back, it, it's it's probably a bit mm. yeah. a bit a bit shuddery. Um, well, I would, uh, my judgment on Raleigh. that now is 14 and 15. Yeah, that's Adam where... That's where yeah, yeah, I threw I'm Jamie not... in there for the crack as well. But <laughs> No, like, I, 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 like I respect for Jamie Osborne. I think he's definitely... Uh, he has a hell of a lot of potential. He's a really... He's actually... He's only six months older than he played. He played against the Southeast, against one of my youngest fellas was playing, and... Uh, he was always had that X factor. You know, he's a he's a very very strong guy, mm-hmm. but to see him the way he's developed is is unreal. You know, so I mean, he's one definitely for the future, and I I'd like to. I think he, I don't think he'll let them down. I think yeah. he'll have a. I, I don't. I won't be eating his shorts after, but I'll just go. And the fact that I think he, I think he could really really play well. I just, yeah. I mean, I'm not a mad fan of of Adam Bourne on the wing and. Jimmy, to me, Jimmy Ryan doesn't really like to light up my world, but I don't know. Why right? Osborne came to the club in Nace, though, didn't he? he yeah, he did. Yeah. He played CBS school. He played yeah. for. He came through the CBS, and his his brother is there. His brother's brother brother a monster, played. isn't he? No, I think. Well, no, no, that's that's no relation. I don't think that's a relation. He's, he has a younger brother. He's another younger brother coming through the Nace system. Because mm. um, he's yeah. Because I think. Wasn't the Nays Centre partnership a couple of weeks ago when Craig Ronaldson and Jamie Osborne were in the team together, I think, weren't they? Or they were meant right. to be anyway. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's uh, Andrew Porter probably never thought he'd be going back to uh Tidehead as quick. Yeah, look at you'd hope it goes ahead. Um we yeah. just uh, we'd hope it goes ahead. This this damn thing, we just have to live with it, lads, and you know, we, however long more it's going to be with us, I don't know, but we just have to See a rake, a rake of premiership matches called off there as well today. We just have to start living with this, you know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, fingers crossed it goes ahead. As we chat, it's Thursday evening. The France have brought in a number of travel restrictions from the UK, which 
uh, will affect Ireland as well um, because the Leinster team are flying out on Friday morning to the match and then playing the match that evening, which isn't ideal either. But obviously it's it's forced uh, as well. And then, of course, you have lots of other games up in the air. We'll hope we get a couple of games anyway this weekend in the Champions Cup. Other than that, you're, you're looking at lots and lots of walkovers. Um, well, not walkovers, but games being abandoned and score handed either way or whatever. But um, it could have a huge implication on like seedings and everything as well. If you get a 28-0 win because the other team can't field a team, you don't get a bonus point. So it's, you know, all that will play out at the end of the, the I suppose, the league section of it or, you know, the group section isn't of it as well. Isn't that a bit mad, though, to give them the bonus point? Like, why are they giving people a bonus point? Like, why did Bristol... Who are second from the bottom uh, in the Premiership getting twenty eight points because the other team can't play? Like yeah. if that's just why just give them the points if yeah. if that's the case. But why yeah. are they getting the bo- Why do they give them a full bonus point? Like a bonus point means a hell of a lot, and you, you know how hard it is to get a bonus yeah. point. Yeah, it should be the bog standard. I haven't seen a monster team named actually. Is it named? No, it's not named yet. Not no. yet. No. Right. These were great last week though. Yeah, fair play. They, they were. It was. It was great. It was great to watch. But you know, it was lovely to see. Lovely to see the um the smiles, the smiles on young lads' faces. Yeah. Like, but doesn't it just go to show like the importance of the AIL? Like, these guys, they're playing AIL rugby week in, week out. What I can't fathom why so many academy players who are on the fringes for the province aren't sent back to their clubs every, every single week to play rugby. Yeah. You know, the, the AIL should be full of contracted players every week. Yeah. Well, you just see, like, that's the, your man, uh, Patrick Campbell and Scott Buckley and mm. Owen O'Connor. And what's the... Daniel Okeke. Daniel, he had some game. Like, yeah. he's playing with Torment, so, like... Uh, he's Shannon, Torment. isn't Okeke, you know? He came out, I think he came out of Torment. He could have been. He's with Shannon now, anyway. Yeah, um, but like he's phenomenal, phenomenal. And he's an athlete. You know, he's yeah. like Jesus Christ. He took off. He took off up the middle with one with one ball from his own twenty-two. Like, and you could see him. He was like a seasoned player, like the way he just took off. I, I, I'm convinced, like, and it's it, it's an issue for me in Irish rugby that we're holding young lads back. We're holding them back. We're holding them back. Let's give like if they're good enough, they're old enough. Give them, give them the shot. And I think last Sunday was pure testament. Yeah. Let them well, off. I think Leinster have a Leinster in fairness over they the years because of the fact, but then because of the format of of the of the Pro Fourteen as it was, when internationals the internationals were on, they got a chance to perform. But this year, without having internationals, I don't know, but that's it's going to be dodgy. Because they're not going to get the same run of players to get in the younger players. So yeah. I think you're right. Give them. Give them back to the AIL or promote, yeah. just and, get, make AIL one or something. And you know, I know selfishly, right? This is going might, might sound silly, but I think that can only benefit grassroots rugby because the draw on players from junior rugby and the lower tiers of the AIL will become less and less because you have a better player coming down. Yeah. You know, we'll be losing less players. You might have less players playing in Dublin. We might have less players playing in Dublin, you know. Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, anyway, no, no monster team named yet. I just double checking there as well. Um, mm. but you imagine there'd be a couple of lads back. Um, but mm. then again, as like with your own situation, James, lads could have got COVID worse than others, and there's That's a fitness it. issues and everything there as well. Yeah. And some lads That's might it. jump straight back into the straps and off to go again. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's 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 so fun. Um, a monster, of course, after that great win at the weekend, then two major blows during the week. Joey Carberry is out for a while with uh, an injury, and Johan van Graan decides to up sticks. Um, he's gone. Uh, it's all a bit funny. Um, but James, I think it was you who had a theory about Johan van Graan. I have, a theory. And, and I have a theory. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think you're right. So let me get this straight. He was... he. He signed the contract in August, apparently. That's what I saw on Twitter last night. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Um, at that stage, I'd say Stephen Larkin looked at it and went, I'm working the other side of the world. Um, my family is in Brisbane or Canberra. It's Canberra he's from, isn't it? Canberra, yeah. He's from Canberra, the Brumbies are from. An offer came up in his hometown to be the head coach there. So he'd be a fool not to take it up. Having seen Johan van Graan take the Munster job, sign a contract for the Munster job, he signs the contract. Then van Graan gets money thrown at him in the same way as Pat Lamb did in Bristol a few years ago. He's riding off on his merry way. And now Munster are marooned because their natural progression for head coach, it being Stephen Larkham, is leaving. So I think, I think Munster are marooned. I think they're going to find it very difficult to get an appropriate, um, find an appropriate solution. But the other side is that it gives Munster a great opportunity to bring in a full new coaching ticket, keep hold of Graham Roundtree just for that little bit of continuity and bring in a new coaching ticket and be that my Prendergast, who I'm a big fan of. Be that I see your man Dave Wessels or Wessels, the South African, yeah. to it as well at the moment. Whoever it is, you know, you can look at it in two ways, but I think there is an opportunity there for Munster. But I, just, I, I, I would just feel that mm. if Van Graan had made his decision sooner, that Larkham could have stayed on. Yeah. But, you know, it's the game that rugby has become. It's a professional game. It's a business. And these guys will chase money, you know. And in fairness to Van Gran, he has Munster in a better place than the Munster that he inherited, I think. I think he, I think they're going well. And I think last weekend is proof of that. Um, is, is the progression happening fast enough, though, James? No, it's is there not, still a lot I'm, of interference from the offices upstairs? I, I, believe I always so. had that theory. Yeah, just, I believe so. I believe there's an outside invest, investment group involved with Munster and a cohort of, shall we say, wealthy people who want who want success. Um, I believe then there's the kind of, what is it, the elite players group or the, the players development group, and there's a lot of ex-players in there, um, Mick O'Driscoll, John Kelly and co. They're calling a lot of shots as well. So maybe there is, maybe there's a lot of that going on, but maybe these guys feel that Van Graan wasn't the man for the job and that they're probably happy that he's gone as well, you know. Mm -hmm. But we're all held accountable as well to our offices in our jobs. You know, John Purcell holds you accountable, Tom, or Stephen. Tom, you hold yourself accountable. Um, you know, man upstairs here holds me accountable for my job. We all have to answer to the people upstairs as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I thought, I just thought it was... Uh... It's just a kind of scummy thing that's, that's you know, you go mm. to sign a contract and then uh, and pull it. Now, I'm going to say I don't have any issues with him going. I, I don't. Say. I don't. I'm I'm happy I actually, I, I want to see. I, I'm, but Johnny Holland came up, uh, you know, Johnny, the, ex, the player. Yeah. yeah, but he's like, Johnny's with, um, 
was the one that he's assistant coach of Carcon, isn't he? No. Jason Holland, you're thinking of. Yes, sorry, Jason Holland. Yeah, Jason with Holland. the Hurricanes, isn't he? The Hurricanes, yeah, he came out. But he, I mean, he said, Munster need to find somebody that loves Munster. Mm. And there's a couple of obvious choices there. You no, know, you can't just keep... It's not saying that the best... Co- like, bring in... I have no problem with bringing in a Kiwi or bringing in someone or ha- who has a vision of a way they can play mm. and a vision of, of what you need... Uh, a group of people there also that have a real passion for for the province, the same as 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 Leinster have brought in every time. Leo. Like to have Leo there, and everyone thought, "Jesus, what we're we doing here with Leo when he signed up first and we're kind of yeah. looking." But look at the structure and the people that came around him and gave him all that support. The support it's that true. he's had has been amazing, and like to have Stuart Lancaster with them. Like, Jesus, I mean, that was a major, major piece. Like, that of was a yeah. major coup, and mm-hmm. Stuart Lancaster loves his job and loves Leinster. So I mean, yeah. he could have gone at this stage. Look how long he's here. He could have gone to any Premiership team, but mm. he hasn't gone. And I'm sure he has had phone calls. Um, but I think it's the fact that he's he 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 seems to love being with Leinster, and he also has his own business and and other things going on. And I think the Sport England as well. But yeah. he absolutely is a hundred percent blue. Do you know yeah, what I mean? And, and we and like we can all say we're fine, Graham. But I mean, he had to me. He didn't bring in. He he settled things. Mm. He settled things down, and he brought in players like Delandy and those who have given us a program. But we haven't like. I. It's very hard to see, kind of say we're you know we're all giving out the monster haven't haven't made a semi final in the last you know and uh, haven't got through to a final in so long, but there's a hell of a lot of teams in that. We're still mm. there's still a top four, five, top four to six team. Yep, they're still there. Like yep. if it was soccer and you were coming in top four in the top four in the Premiership all the time. I mean when Arsenal like when Arsenal were coming in top four and eventually they got pissed off. But like they won a couple of trophies, a couple of FA Cups. But the club was rich. The club was making money. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm only just using someone like Arson to kind of the, to represent what, what they're trying. We were probably always because Munster had such success earlier on. But they do need to rebuild. And with, the, with there's proof that there's so many young fellas out there. And I'm sure it's not just Munster, it's in Connacht and, and every other province and area we have. There's more young fellas out there, and there's probably a hell of a lot more in Leinster too, outside of the school system. Yeah, and I, just, I would just, say... Just want to give us as good. Two things. Like, I would say Van Grand has looked at Munster and said, you know what, yeah, the money is one part of it. It's probably on a big wedge of cash over there, but he said, can I improve these guys anymore? Can I win something with them? And he probably felt he could. He's probably felt, I generally feel he's probably felt in his own sense that he can bring them as far as he could bring them. Mm. But the other side of it is, is if I was a coach from the outside looking in and send him a CV in for Munster, I'd be fierce excited because last what I saw last Sunday was a cohort of good young fellas, really good young fellas coming through. There's opportunities there, and um, big opportunities going and try and win something. And on your point, Tom, the people they need to find someone who loves Munster. There's so many Munster coaches coaching elsewhere. You know, you have the two, you have Callum Tucker and Mossy Lawler up in Connacht. 
you have John Fogarty and Munster Maria. He played all of his rugby with Leinster, but he's, he's a Munster man. Then you look, you're stepping up again. You have Mike Prendergast in France. You have O'Gara in France. You have um, James Collin in France. Donica Ryan in France. And then you have like Paul O'Connell. Like, Dennis all Leamy. Dennis Leamy in Leinster, yeah. Like, I mean, and he's with the Irish under-20s as well, I think, isn't he? All of yeah. these guys, you know, they all love Munster. Many of them are Munster legends as well. Surely to God, one of them wants to put their hand up. I don't think it's going to be O'Gara. I think he'd be foolish to leave La Rochelle. Yeah. I think he's onto something big there. Um, work in progress. A work in progress, yeah. Mm. But I, 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 both of you know my sentiment about Mike Prendergast. I think he's brilliant. I think he's absolutely yeah. brilliant. And I listened to... Um, I listened to a webinar he gave recently and it's just all so simple all that he's talking about you know and it's uh there's so many there's so i think there's so many opportunities out there and you're dead right tom let's look at for monster need to look at home find someone who loves monster and who will be there for the right reasons well we have it i mean we have it Leinster. we know like we have a province here that that is you just look at the, oh. at the people that are involved tro's that we have all the way from grassroots up like yeah. there's no doubt that everyone here is, is, is like you know in the system is mm-hmm. blue 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 yeah and they, are. they stay with them you yeah. know they stay with Leinster and it's a fantastic setup and and and, it, and it's 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 an envy of a lot of places a lot of clubs around the world yeah, yeah they have it right they have it right and. We need the others to get the same because the, the other provinces need it because, I mean, Irish rugby is in, is in quite a good place. Mm. I can see you our know, own, Noel Devlin and Kenny, like our own CCRO, like it does incredible work, the same as your own CCRO above Tom. But like, no one loves his job. No one loves Leinster. You know, he loves rugby and he's, in his own, in his own word, like he's spreading the word of Leinster rugby and that's what they're doing. Like, and they're doing it very, very well. Well, I went up today. I saw it was uh, try just a, a friendly game between uh, the present Bagnus Town and the present Carlo, and it was just a lot of young fellas there, kind of junior cup age, kind of second years, third years, and it probably could have been the first year or two in there. But like, it was real raw. Yeah. But to see the passion that's around for the lads that were there, the coaches that were coaching them, mm. um, like, and then we had our own CCRO was referenced, but they. There was a whole heap of young fellas out in the day who half of them never played rugby in their lives. But it was it was great old crack to watch. Any of them from the Kilkenny side, side of the border near Bagelstown, no? Huh? Any of them from the Kilkenny side of the border <laughs> over there near Bagelstown, no? Any, any <laughs> lads from Paul's town there that we could be poaching from? No, not Paul's town. Nip over the border. <laughs> Paul, that's Paulstown County Carlo now. Do you not know? Yeah, yeah. Paulstown and Gorsbridge <laughs> County Carlo. Yeah, that Rangers will be in the Carlo Championship next year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting times. But like you said, yeah. James, I think I'd have to agree with you. There's a big opportunity there for Munster. Yeah. You know, you, know you could look at doom and gloom all you want and know they're going to have to rebuild and stuff. But if they nail a proper coach, Mm. Um, and turn t- it might turn a lot of things around, but I think upstairs mm. needs to probably stop interfering. Yeah. A as few well. weeks ago on this podcast, we were questioning the quality of the Munster Academy. I think that was thrown back in our face last Sunday. Yeah, yeah, to- yeah. Have hands to up. say it, hands up. Yeah. They there's academy players there that none of us heard of simply because they're being held back, and I believe that's one of the reasons that Peter McCabe wasn't that his name, who's the head of the Munster Academy. I believe that perhaps is one of the reasons that he might have left his job last year. 
is because he wasn't happy with the way these young fellas were being held back because he knew the quality was there. Well, and, you saw uh, uh, that young full back from from Cork, like who played, I think he played minor. He was in the minor, was in minor final, mm. or whatever. Uh, Some try. But to see he to come on as a, a first cap, like to be thrown in the deep end <laughs> in a Heineken yeah. Cup match, mm. to get Surreal. the ball and just have the balls of youth, as they call mm. it, just have no fear. <laughs> it's you know when you're play, you, you you throw a nineteen year old, most nine, eighteen or nineteen year old lads out there, and they'll just do stuff against you. But he just bang went for it, got the try, and. That's what youth can do. You know, other other lads will be looking to draw and pull them in. But he just said, oh, fuck this, I'm going for it. Yeah. The gap open and I'm gone. Hot off the press, Linster. Montpellier is called off. Oh, there you are, lads. Oh. That's a pain. Former that means I'll have to watch Ulster tomorrow night. Oh, yeah, no. Montpellier uh, tomorrow night <laughs> has been cancelled. Yeah. Uh, still to be confirmed where the match points go. Do you know what, lads? I just say, fucking extend the season. I think there was chat about that. I think the, the window is too it's too narrow, I think, with URC yeah. and Six Nations. Yeah. I think they, they tried to come up with a contingency, but it wasn't working. Um that's an interesting one, James, because Leinster were going were 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 gonna play this game. Who had the most COVID cases first? So uh, I don't know. Who, I don't like, know. Who blinked? Yeah. Was it Montpellier that blinked or did Leinster go where well, we can't fly because of the French rules? Well, uh, just looking at it here on Twitter now, a lot of people are saying it's the French rules. The French, no, the French rules have been exempt from professional athletes, apparently. Okay, so that doesn't affect them, only the fans. So, yeah. who blinked first, we'll, we'll find out. This has been recorded, folks, by the way, on a Thursday, so we're not privy to the information that's to come two days from now. <laughs> um, uh, unless we were crystal ball, like James had there about the Munster coaching ticket, but... Um, yeah, we'll wrap it up, lads, um, if you want. Uh, actually, just a quick thing before we go. We never spoke about the women's letter to the IRFU. Um, <clears throat> just totally thrown back at them. Uh, the strangest reaction to a letter. Genuine concerns from the ladies' team. We've been concerns. talking about it here before. Well, uh, have it, they gone nuclear? Like, I mean, Eddie O'Sullivan said it today. They've just gone nuclear. Could they have? They've probably tried. The biggest, that's true. You know more of it than I do, Tom. I have no idea what was in that letter, and I have no idea what's happening. And I'm like, the only problem issue I have with the with this happening, and I I don't know whether it was done on purpose, or it was just done tactically, or maybe it was just 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 absolutely no relevance whatsoever. But the letter came out at the same time that the IRFU were to get money. Uh, uh, yeah. Got money. 19 million during the week. No, that money, that yeah. money, um, will be very important because that money goes back in, and we've already just, just in case people don't realize and think that the IRFU do keep all the money to themselves, but all that money has come back down, mm. like all the clubs, because we've we, every club, Kilkenny, Carlo, Tullo, all the clubs have all struggled with COVID because of COVID. And we've all had money granted to us from from the IRFU to keep the clubs running, and we need that. Clubs need that money, and it's the IRFU. In fairness, I I don't know what the problem with the with the women's game. I don't know what, and I'm not getting involved with anyone to say. 
I mean, the girls' game is just as important as the men's game and for every club. But I've just seen that they, the effort from to give it a try that we get every year and, and the free balls and the T-shirts and the support you've got to, from, from the IRFU every summer to try and promote girls' rugby, you know, to get get girls started off so we can we can fill out women's teams eventually. Um, but I would hate for this to affect the money that comes to the clubs across the country yeah. because we need that money and it's it's for all all um it's for senior rugby women's yeah. rugby girls rugby mini rugby um also the you know like the likes of our bees the you know we really need funding and clubs are going mm. to need it the more this COVID goes on and the less we've no bars yeah. we've nothing so if there is yeah. someone who has a td or whatever or knows people tell them like are as rugby mad you need we need that funding that funding yeah that's what it's down. for we can't because... stop please don't stop our funding but sort out the problem with the lady there has to be a, a way of solving sport Ireland to come involved and i'm sure there is a, re, a reasonable way of of solving this but don't take away the money or hold up the money because clubs need it Am I correct in saying the women's soccer did similar a few years ago as well, and now they have parity, don't they? Probably. Like, uh, it was uh, over kits originally, I think. That was it, yeah. But you see, the problem with... called the, the press the, conference. The ladies, the, the women's soccer is... Perf- like the, A lot of the players play... The soccer team play yeah. in the English leagues are, are true, professionals. Yeah. And, like, our girls, aren't, our women are professionals. That is a serious problem for... They're up against... Look, even... New Zealand are struggling to keep up with England. They're going to yeah. get beaten by England because England have a full league. Ireland don't have a full league and the chances we can't afford a league, a professional mm. league. So mm-hmm. either the girls go play in England that want to play professional rugby or go play in France for the semi-professional. I don't know how to do it or what, what is the issue. But to compete against the top teams where they have to find something, some sort of a format or a better AIL system, I don't know. But to me, it's it's more the funding for the grassroots is more important to get that funding out. It needs they to be need, solved separately. They need, they need to sort out that separately, and it shouldn't mm. take away from, like, not all that. I mean, everyone thinks think probably thinks that the IRFU has all the alakadoos and it's all the money goes into the D four stuff. And but I mean, you have they have to run the four provinces. They have to run the Aviv out of it. They have to, you know, they have to. And they have to get all that money. <laughs> they're living rent free in Ballsbridge, aren't they? <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, that's it. Uh, lads, we're going to wrap it up uh, for tonight. Thanks a million to James Blanchfield from Kelly Rugby Club and the president of Car Rugby Club, Tom Crotty. Thanks for talking to us on the knock on. <laughs> Chat to you soon again. Ah.